Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. I am at the point where... I'm just curious, am I ever going to have a day going forward where I say, hmm, I'm I'm just so fucking tired. Like I say it every day and I'm just curious, is there ever going to be a day where I don't say it or is it just going to be, I'm so tired until I die? I think it's like when you're on a yacht and you have like someone bringing out you all your food. That's the day that oh, you're, you're, I'm like, I don't, that you're saying, I don't have I'm that not tired. Yeah. I don't, I, that's what I'm like. It has to take such extreme circumstances <laughs> right. that you, you were on a boat, you slept like a baby. Yeah. Someone woke you up at eight 30 with a breakfast plate. Right. And then you go and take a nap at 10 on the cabana. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's when you're not tired. That's when you're not tired. But yeah. other than that, that you, you should I mean, that's just, yeah, I just, I, I feel like that's just, natural or normal from here on out just being tired is I wake up I'm tired and that's part of the day yeah I mean I can be less tired throughout the day but I don't think that there's going to be a day that I just say I'm so rested I am not tired today I think I have better sleep I don't think I'm ever like I am so ready for the day there's not no. I'm more ready than others <laughs> and like nothing makes me more excited to me like I slept so good last night like it's so far few and far between right now but like I get so excited when I get to say that we are in the midst of interviewing and trying to find a sleep sleep expert for Mm y'all we've got a couple prospects because this has been in our wheelhouse or our back of our mind for so long and we know a lot of you feel the exact same way I can see the head nods happening right now in your car I know I feel you girl I feel you and we talk a lot about sleep it's so important but man we just want someone to tell us like listen, here's what you need. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we will make some strides. But we have, so if you're listening to this, it's International Women's Week. I'm just going to say week. I think it's like the whole month, right? Well, it's not, yeah, it's women, it's Women's History Month. Oh, okay. okay. But I'm just going to go, International Women's Day is on Monday, March 8th. But by the time this comes out, it's going to be Wednesday. So I'm just going to roll it over the week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a week. We should get a whole fucking, more longer than a day and longer than a year. Yeah. Like, (laughs) spoiler. Just keep celebrating all the women. (laughs) I love extended day. So extended, like, how many of y'all like extend your birthday day to like weeks and months? Let's just. A full month. Let's just roll it over. Right here. I'm going to roll this bitch over. Let's, let's just do let's it. Just keep it going. We'll just keep celebrating all the women doing all the things in all the places. So with the International Women's Day mm-hmm. and the anniversary of the pandemic, mm. <laughs> we thought we put the two it's together. not the anniversary I wanted to celebrate. <laughs> I don't have another word for I it. I know. I know. I get it. I get I'm it. like a pantyversary. I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I was like really racking my brain last night. I was like, what are we going to call this? Like a, like, what are we wearing too? Oh, well, we know we have our shirts. We're going to wear our shirts because I think if we can celebrate the day of the woman, the international day of the woman with pride, then we should. And we can just do it with a big old fat middle finger to the air to the pandemic anniversary. And maybe that'll equal things out. Maybe we'll get good sleep on that day. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a treat? Let's put it into oh, the universe. Let's do it. Put it into let's the ether. Do it. So, uh, yeah, we're going to put those two t- things together. We're going to talk about the effects that women are having through the pandemic. Yes. And I'm not saying that they're more or less than men. I'm just, we're just going to say it from the women's point of view because you know what? Hey, spoiler alert, we're women. <laughs> we are women. So we're going to share our thoughts we're not discounting men i know that you right. guys yes, go through a absolutely. lot and that's but this is not the episode that we're going to highlight men we're going to highlight women exactly so um but also we're going to talk about we understand that our experience through the pandemic has been we do realize we come from a place of privilege so we just want to go ahead and put that out there yeah and we, that we mm-hmm. understand that we are we ha- the effects have been way worse for other um people in our community and through the nation and but we do want to we are going to highlight some of that as well yeah absolutely do you want to talk about your tired my tired didn't you have to oh did you want to talk about something yeah i did sorry i was just looking at you because you you seemed like you were ready to go oh. on to the next thing i was like oh great what, where are we going with this where are we going what's, what's next don't you love her like i was like oh 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but we are going to give our personal accounts. Mm-hmm. So, Shannon, want you talk about how you have been handling the pandemic from your little umbrella over here at the Kessler House. Okay, so starting, let's see, it was March fourteenth for us that we went into lockdown, and I remember that distinctly because I was at Prep. We had a wedding, and. I, you know, we were talking about it with, you know, the bridesmaids and the mother of the brides and, you know, just kind of like, wow, this is a lot of stuff. And, you know, at that point I was like, okay, you know, we were starting to see things escalate in other areas and like people starting to be like, are you going to, you know, shut down? And I'm like, not until we're told to, I think, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting for a little bit more guidance from, you know, the people who make decisions in our, our city and our state to, to kind of look to like, what are they telling us, you know, is going to happen. And that was on a Saturday. And I remember kind of being glued to the TV all day on that Sunday. And like my husband and I just being like, what the fuck is happening? You know, out in the world, like, what is this? That's, you know, it's coming. And I couldn't get the image of, remember the bird box? That movie with Sandra Bullock. Oh my God! Yes, that, I kept getting that image that of that came that, out that uh, yeah early January two thousand twenty. No, Didn't it was it? it was nineteen. Was it nineteen? Oh, yeah. But like, I kept getting that image of that black swish swirl, and like, I kept thinking, like, is that what the coronavirus looks like? But like in my mind, right. I'm like, oh my god, don't look at it. It's like, <laughs> like I don't want to get it. What um, a great visual. Yeah, it's totally great. Where's your blindfold? <laughs> right, like, no, look at the light. That movie fucked oh, me up. It really did. Um, but like, that's kind of how I kept looking at it, and then by. Monday, my husband who, uh, you know, was working at his office at the time was like, we're, we're making everybody come home. Like we're just shutting down the office for, you know, a minimum of two weeks. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I'm going to make the same decision for the salon. I'm like, let's just shut it down. Just better safe than sorry. You know, we're just going to temporarily close the doors. And little did I know that was going to be, you know, we shut down March 14th was our last day and we didn't reopen until May 20th. So um, it was, can you tell everybody um, also what Dan is? Oh yeah. Industry, yeah. yeah. Just so, in case that no yes, one. Thank you. Um, my husband is a cheerleading and dance event producer. So he works for, <laughs> <Events. yeah. laughs> um, he, he does produce events and they're all in person and these are large scale. I mean, this is, he's got events, you know, all over the United States, but in Japan and in um, the UK. So it's, it's not just like it affects us here, but we also had to be very aware of what was happening in other countries because that affects the livelihood of the events in which we produce. So it was very challenging because we didn't know what was happening. And in our world, the March, April, May constitutes a shit ton of revenue based upon the events that are happening in those three months. So, I mean, the company lost a boatload of, you know, money with that but again like we didn't know what the hell was going to happen because our livelihood depends on live events Mm -hmm. and you know there's lots of different avenues that go with it but the live events are really the bread and butter of like what you know what he does so it was really tricky and like really concerning because I'm like what are we going to do like we you know we've got the salon, which again, we can't open that up because our governor says, you know, everything's got to shut down at this point. We can't open this up. Um, these aren't essential. So you, you can't host events, which is a service industry, which like, is the service industry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and you know, that was heartbreaking cause it's like, I also have employees and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they count on this to be, you know, what they use to provide for their family. So it's like, I have the stress of what's going on in my own home. Then I've got the stress of my business, but then I also take on the stress of like, wow, this affects other families and other business, you know, like the livelihood of other people. And it's, it's a very daunting and stressful, you know, situation that you have to go in. So it, when you look at it through the lens of like, okay, let me look at like my house first. And we, you know, we had to close down Primp and, you know, Dan's trying to figure out like, what are we going to do with these events? And is he going to get furloughed? Is he going to lose his job? Like, we don't, we don't know. Because he started a company, you know, 25 years ago, sold it five years ago, but then that company kept him on to overlook the, the Louisville office. So, um, which was crucial because would, he is the face of yeah. this event. I mean, I, I well, not the I face. I joke all face. the time. I'm like, you're like grandpa cheer. Like if something happens to grandpa cheer, people are going to like flip the fuck out. Right. Like, like, oh my God, what's happening? And I, and I've had the privilege of seeing Dan like in his <laughs> element and, um, it's great. So, it and, yeah. and you, you, d- you definitely feel the love and, 
he's so compassionate and passionate about yes. this field and wants it to see wants to see it do well and so I think it was a mental toll on him too oh absolutely I mean I definitely saw like the stress level on his face I mean just grow with every uncertain turn that we had to take with this and you know he's still asking a lot of his people and I'm like babe you're asking these people to be creative during the time of uncertainty like that's nobody's gonna reinvent the cheer wheel while you have time Mm -hmm. off this isn't time off for you to just be like this great I mean i love the fact that you know he he never stopped i mean he i swear mm-hmm. he works more now than i've ever seen him work ever mm-hmm. um but it's, we always joke <laughs> yeah, like, like he worked what like do you know you do like, yeah, yeah like, like what do you what really do, you do? do? but he does you know what yeah now yeah he's doing a lot yeah and he i think he did a lot more than he i ever gave him credit for right like, prior to this but like seeing him now because now he works from home i'm like wow is this really what you did all day before i see you and I, you know what i'm sorry i ever made fun of you <laughs> <laughs> I am very sorry for that, babe. Um, so, well, like, I, I do love yeah. Dan, but let's go. Um, let's pivot just slightly. Yeah. I want to talk about. So, you closed your biz. Uh-huh. There was toll about for your employees who were all women. Yes, and the mm-hmm. most of them are mothers. Yep, correct. All of them. All of them are mothers. So you had that kind of burden sitting with you as well. Yeah, yeah. At the time when we closed, we had um, two full time employees and. Each of them had children, and then we had three part-time employees, and each of them had children. Children, so it, that was super stressful. Um, you know, again, just trying to figure out like, are you guys going to be okay? I mean, I remember <laughs> at, at one point um, sending delivery like their favorite cocktail, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey, on Friday afternoon we're going to have cocktails together. I'm going to have it delivered to your house. Let's just do you know a quick call just to say cheers to everybody and i'm i'm sure we're gonna get out of this soon kind of mentality and like they were like thank you so much and you know really appreciate it and that was like on mm-hmm. week three yeah april that yeah i was like that was i think that was the first weekend in april and i was like oh shit this is you know this is a big deal so that was really hard i mean that took a lot of toll on me just as a business standpoint but I also had to take a step back from the business because I had to look at my own house and realize that my kids were home 24 7 and like I so you know I took on a lot of responsibility with that like you know feeding the kids every day um and making sure that they had you know help and support doing their online work which was very difficult I, I felt like uh, to try to balance you know like where that was going to be within because they're you know they're at different ages but they also learn in a very different style so mm-hmm. being able to be like okay let me help you here and then another one would have a question and I'm like hold on just a minute but you're like but I need to answer it now because I can't go on to the next thing so it's like trying to divide yourself up enough to to go around and knowing that my husband's also you know home but not available because he's working and trying to figure out like how do we keep this you know thing afloat so it it was and we're in we were like what is going on yeah and then there's so much mental like I don't like I'm afraid to go outside of my house right now like I don't understand enough about what's going on and I'm not yeah. getting enough you know I will say our governor, I felt like handled it incredibly well. Um, Governor Bashir was not Bashir, Andy Bashir, yeah, yeah Andy Bashir, right. sorry, um, was great about every day at five o'clock. He would come on and have a briefing. So I did find a lot of like comfort in the fact that he, even though he didn't have a lot of answers at times, he was still showing up every day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I liked that consistency because it was the only consistency and in we the beginning, had we needed that. in the beginning. Yeah. We, we, we craved like, because it, we needed answers. We just and didn't it, know. And honestly, yeah. we needed to hear that he didn't have answers. Exactly. So like, we're like, okay, great. Yeah. So you're, you're feeling this too. And we, you just want to see that you're represented, supported, and that people are validating, exactly. <laughs> you know, your, your instability. Yeah. And that was, that was crucial for me too. Yeah. It was, you know, it was hard. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, also feel like that it's hard. And I, I said this all the time. I'm like, man, I'm so thankful that, you know, I'm not a single parent. I mm-hmm. am so thankful that, you know, I'm not a like I was able to like we were able to still sustain our life with me not having to go to work. So like I applaud and commend every single mother out there who was working full time, you know, while this was going on. And and I know that it's, we're not out of this. We're, we're still dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And I know that the effects are still, um, you know, we don't even know how long it would go. we don't know how it's yeah. going to you know how long it's going to happen. But like it's. Again, I'm only speaking from my perspective, which mm-hmm. is, again, 
I, I get it. Like we, I didn't worry about where our food came from. I didn't have to worry about, you know, am I going to lose the house over my head? I, I didn't, I, I was very fortunate, very privileged. I, I totally understand that. Um, but I, again, like the, that I, didn't I, go unnoticed. It though. didn't go unnoticed. We, I still we had were a lot very, of, yes. yeah, we were very aware. We, we talked about it a lot. Like mm-hmm. if we're struggling yeah, and we were sending just immense amount of like gratitude, but also love out there because yeah. we, I could not imagine trying to hold down a full-time job yes, and trying to maintain a household the way that you thought it would, should be. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and by that, just keeping shit running. Yeah. And I know, um, like we donated quite a bit of money throughout this to different organizations, but one of them being blessings in a backpack mm-hmm. and people that were helping to feed, um, you know, families that had food insecurities during this time. Cause a lot of people relied on, you know, going to school and getting those meals. So when school was canceled and people had to go from home, it's like that food insecurity became a very real topic. Um, and, and in our, and, in our inner city, it was, yeah, it's and we a weren't, very big provider yes, and we weren't allowed to go and help make food. We, mm-hmm. because they were like, we, we can't allow outside people to come in at this point. But at this point, if you are able to help with financial contribution, that is something that you can do. So, I mean, I, I know that we gave to, you know, different types of organizations like that because we were trying to find a way that like, how do we help um, where we can? And for us like that, that was the avenue that we felt like we could, but mm-hmm. it was still, it's still it's probably a drop in the bucket too. I mean, even yeah. though every little bit counts, it was just seen so far. Like it, yeah, the reach of the pandemic, especially with the droughtage of food, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it hit our community hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I I think it took a big mental toll on both of us for sure. Mm-hmm. We took a big step back from CZL, mm-hmm. um, but it was needed. Yeah, I still support that decision. We're climbing our way back up. Yeah, for but sure. it was it was needed. Yeah. Like we could not, I couldn't fathom pre- pressing play and talking to everyone. Yeah, and acting like everything was okay because it wasn't. It wasn't. It was not okay. Yeah. Um, so. I, in my household, of course, now my husband works on online, basically. Everything exists online. He does mm-hmm. um, data mining for um, statistics and for the stock market. So he could work from home and mm-hmm. he was fine. Um, we didn't feel too much effects. It wasn't like we were, <laughs> you know, raking it in or anything, yeah. but it was, it could, it was sustainable. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I mean, everything fell on me too. And it, for someone who um, feels overwhelmed easily, mm-hmm. which is something I recognized through the pandemic, right? I felt, because I feel like I'm, what should I be doing? And I always feel like I, I'm not doing enough. Right. Um, so that was a really big, that was a really big realization for me. But then um, I decided to leave the studio as well. And it was a big decision for me, even though I would teach like three to four times a week. It wasn't like yeah. this was my livelihood. Um, it was a multi-level decision because one, I was really stressed out getting to the studio. And again, going back to that, the most minute thing would overwhelm me. Right. And I think that a lot of people could probably <laughs> sympathize with that because sure. it's like the smallest little pebble in the road <clears throat> becomes a crater. Yeah. At times. And so I was like, well, how am I going to find a sitter if, if, you know, I can't, um, and I had to have a sitter because, you know, if Landon's on calls, like he can't be facilitating, right. like I am the caregiver. Yeah. And so, and then at that same time, I, if my livelihood is not in jeopardy, it's not in peril and I can sustain a living without my little yeah. yoga. And so I felt really bad taking that spot too. Uh-huh. Like I was like, well, someone else might need that. Someone else could step into that role. Okay. And then also when I did come to the studio, I was so stressed out. Like I wasn't mentally there. So yeah. I felt like I wasn't honoring my commitment. Yeah. And, but I just, I had to step back. Right. And it was a big decision. Like it was one that I still kind of question. I'm like, is that, but no, no decision's ever going to be like 100%. Sure. Yeah. And no decision's going to be like, oh, that was the greatest thing. It was like, well. They're hard to make. I got yeah. I got to stand behind it and be like, that was the best thing to do at that time. Um, and also, being around a lot of people sometimes gave me a little bit more anxiety. Absolutely. Um, whether that's how I got COVID or not, I don't really know. But mm-hmm. maybe 
maybe I, I did let my guard down a little bit. So maybe I could have done a little bit better job. But so it entered into a more a room of 20 people did give me a little bit of pause. Yeah. So um, there was that. And also just I want to go to the online learning. Now I have three kids and I'm not yeah. playing the three kids card. I sometimes do. But having three energies and one being a five-year-old that's in preschool and she doesn't have, you know, yeah. what are you, you going to do in preschool? Like, right. you know, get online. Yeah. And so it was very hard to do the online learning with the kids and then also have a five-year-old that didn't have these obligations. So it was a lot of distractions. Yeah. But through this, um, we realized that my middle son was having a lot of more difficulties. Mm-hmm. And what I shoved off in the beginning as I hate to say this, but like, oh, you're just a boy. You're just hyperactive. And mm-hmm. because there are certain things I've noticed with boys and different girls. But then a- after a while, it was like uncovering more. You're like, this is not just hyperactivity. This is not just, yeah, <laughs> he's a boy. This is not just, oh, it's distraction or NTI. This is like, whoa, we're having some major issues. So right. I'm thankful a little bit for the online learning because it did point out a lot of things that I think I might have shoved off for a while, mm-hmm. but also it magnified a lot of his disabilities or his, what we're trying to go through right now. We're trying to right. figure out where he's at, but it, it, it really put a lot of strain on us because one per one child is just doing fine. Right. And by fine, I'm yeah, <laughs> doing the best he can. Uh-huh. And the other one is just struggling and it was an all out battle every single day. I mean, I would go, I would cry every night, yeah. like just I'm like, I'm exhausted. I'm, mm-hmm. And I felt like at that time that I wasn't a good mom. I wasn't, what have I done to my child? I haven't shown up for him. I've, yeah. I've, you know, lost this battle. Like, obviously like, oh my gosh, I dismissed so much. And it's, it was very eye opening for me, but you know, those, I think those are things that are across the board that people are probably picking up on. I think that maybe these magnify other issues going on. I think it's just it's just basically been a huge lens opener yeah. for a lot of families. Like, oh, I didn't know this was going on. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think it's uh, it took away a lot of what we would lean into, which were conveniences. Mm. And when those conveniences are gone, you realize, wow, I'm really not doing a lot of work. I'm just leaning into what's convenient. Mm. And I think that you know a lot of people are, will relate with this but it's like oh this is so annoying or this is so and i'm like is it annoying or is it just it's inconvenient for you to you got stuck in traffic is that like the worst thing that ever happened to you today or is it just inconveniencing your day so i think the pandemic was really helpful in eliminating a lot of things that we relied on as part of our day but really it was just a, a convenience that we were you know that once it got taken away we were like oh wow you know what we can do better because we actually have to put in the work and not rely on something to half-ass our way to, you know, to get to the next step. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. And something that was really interesting that, I mean, I, I know we're not out of this yet. Like I get that. And I think mm-hmm. we're all at that point where we were just so fatigued with everything. I mean, I think mom fatigue is like a real deal. And then I say mom fatigue again, because we are two mothers and this is what we do. But I know that women all across the board are feeling fatigued with this as well. Um, but the the amount of energy that it takes to switch tasks in your brain is enormous. And mm-hmm. your brain is your body's highest energy consuming organ. So when you are constantly having to go in and like switch tabs, you know, we all have those open tabs or the Dewey Decimal System as Brittany and I like to call mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, it takes a lot because you've got your brain power in one area and you've got to be able to switch at like a moment's notice. And I think what the pandemic really helped us do is realize we had to be nimble. We had to be really quick on our feet on how quickly we could adapt because when, when your foundation is so fucking shaky and you don't know what day to day looks like, you've got to be ready on a moment's notice. So we didn't, we never felt like we could relax. Like everything was always on heightened alert because you just, you were, you had to be ready to pivot. You're like a cat at 3am. Yes. All the time. All the time. That, that that, that's what we were doing. Through, and we still are. Thing. Yeah, we still mm-hmm. are. So, you know, when your brains are on overdrive, like everything in your body everything else in your body just gets drained as well. Mm -hmm. So like you don't have the energy you had because your brain is taking up so much of it, but it's a necessity, you know, and being able to switch that off is 
ideal, but I don't know how many of us can switch that off. I mean, I, I joke all the time. Like my husband lays his head down and he is fucking out. I'm like, like, what's it like to have that kind of conscience? Right. He's like, just turn off your brain. I'm like, fuck you. Like, I don't know how to just turn off my brain. I wish I could. I'm thinking about (laughs) before I go to bed, sometimes I'm like, wow, that seventh grade dance was really crazy. Like, I mean, it's just our brains never never stop. stop. It's just it's just a part of it. I think it's the and we talk about this all the time, but I think the woman's brain is so amazing. It should be studied more. It really should. Whatever it's being studied, it should be more. It should be more. Yes. Mord? Mord. I, th- I love yes. that word. Mord. We just mord. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I 100% agree. I think, and honestly, I swear, like, when I finally go to sleep at night, it's because my brain just passes out. Like, it's just <laughs> tired of running on the hamster wheel and it just falls off. It's like, done. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> like, it's not like a slow no. decline. There's no, so, there's no slow drip. It is <laughs> just... just Get off the treadmill. <laughs> you didn't even press stop. Like, bonk, well, that's it. I totally agree. So, with like, that. that's you know that that becomes exhausting. You get that level of fatigue, and then you go into you know your compassion fatigue, where you are you know we're constantly looking at social unrest and you know racial violence that's going on in our country, and it's I mean it's debilitating. And again, mm-hmm. we can't speak from a point of color, you know, a point of view from a, a person of color, but it, I, like. I can only imagine what that's like in that, you know, in that realm. And like our communities aren't hit the way that, um, you know, black communities are and people of color are with when it comes to the coronavirus and even when it comes to jobs, you know, so it's, there's a level of compassion that also gets depleted. And again, that's, it's, it takes a lot out of you to feel, to feel. I mm-hmm. mean, I know, I feel like I've been more empathetic in the past couple of years than I ever have been, especially in 2020. I feel like I'm feeling everything way more. So like, that gets to be exhausting. And I think that's more, I mean, I can't speak as a man. I do think that I always want to feel like the people around me feel supported. Yes. Or they feel heard or they feel mm-hmm. validated. And, you know, I think that was a big thing for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been, I've been doing this wrong. Yeah. So I was like, how can I make small steps every day to do, do it better? Yeah. And, you know, that does become exhausting because you're like, is this the right thing to do? Is yeah. this the not the right thing to do? And I, so yeah. I think that we... As humans, yes, we have grown in that we have a lot more to do. Yeah. Um, I would love to do more work with that, but it's um, it's just a conscious decision every day. Well, and that's the, the next part. And I think this is the one that probably gets me the most is the decision fatigue. Like, I'm so fucking tired of making decisions. Can I can yes. I just touch on this really quickly? Um, Shannon does not make decisions very well. That's not true. I'm <laughs> she does, she, really good at making decisions. I'm just fucking tired of making them. <laughs> well, you're like... I, I, I do say that. Yes, you are. You're great. You make great decisions. I, I always applaud your yeah. decisions, but um, it you always, you have to weigh them all. Yes. You, and There's nothing wrong with weighing decisions. Like, that. No, I don't, I I don't think know you, why you give me a hard time about this. <laughs> no, and here's where we're di- very different. Me, I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't go there. Right. <laughs> and sometimes I don't weigh it. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't go, I'll go with it. And I think yeah. it's just my, my brain's a little bit different than yours. And yes. they're like, wait, I need, and you're right. like a list maker. You're so quick to make decisions sometimes. I'm like, did you even think about that? No, I did not. No, you no. did not. So, did which not. is why we, we, I jump out of the plane. I'm yeah, like, exactly. I'll fit. Is the shoot on? <laughs> right. Where I'm like, I'm going to see your patent on that. And I'm going to need to see, is it registered? Am I insured <laughs> right. in this? Like that's, but I think that's part of my Virgo trade is I am like, I need a list. Like that's how I seek comfort that's how i roll in this world like i like a list i like to know and you were like nope it's fine we're fine and i'm like okay okay <laughs> very well, b let me, very let b let on me, that yes. but that is where yeah. it, and it, where you, you're like oh my gosh i gotta make all these decisions and you do have a lot more on your plate uh, on this you know with the business and motherhood and taking on a lot of stuff so i totally get that you're like oh my gosh but also go to the the dietary stuff because i don't think our listeners oh. really know what you go through over here because oh i'm like God. oh it's, it's a, a lot, lot. It's a lot. Um, so, because food is huge. Food is huge, and I, you know, oh god, I'm rubbing my eyes right now. Because how many really think about feeding all the time? Feeding it starts when they're they come literally out of your vagina. The first thing it does is it crawls its little way up to your boob, it sucks on it, and then look, you're, there's your feeding right there. Yeah. you're starting from. And then minute it's one of your child's life. Your life about feeding your child. Right, yes, go. exactly. And I am, I am definitely at feeding fatigue. That is where I'm at with this right now. Um, I have two children that have two sets of, um, like, uh, sorry, brain fart. Um, they're having dietary 
issues right now. So they've got, they're not, they don't have any, they're not allergic to things, but they do have a lot of food sensitivities right now. And we're seeing, you know, we're on a six month journey of taking things out and we're allowed to put things in, you know, in small increments. And now that we can, it's like, okay, but again, it peeled back the layer of like how much I was leaning into what's convenient. Like Mm -hmm. I will feed my kids what they want um, because one, I know they're going to eat it. And it's one less thing that I want to hear somebody bitch about is, I don't want to eat this. And I'm like, don't fucking eat it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know, like I'm at that point. Um, but through this, it's like, okay, I, I know I would have always fed my kids anyway, but like it, it felt more intense during the pandemic because I'm like, okay, comfort food makes me feel good. Comfort food makes my kids feel good. I want that too. I want something for you to like lean into to be like, ah, yes, this feels nice. I also have to be careful because I have a disordered eating background. So like, I don't want to put my shit on my kids. Mm. So I'm also looking through that lens too of like, am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Like I want them to have a healthy relationship with food. I'd never want them to feel like they're restricted. They are restricted right now because dietarily there's just some things that they can't have right now because their bodies can't process. So being at this point where I'm like, okay, you can have this, you can't have this, you want this. My husband and I are, you know, more plant-based, like we eat fish, but we don't eat any land meats and they don't do any dairy. So it's like, there's so many things that I have, like every time I make a meal, it's like Tetris. Exactly. It's Tetris. And I'm just so done. Like I'm over it. And like, am I, I'm constantly like, did my kids get enough, you know, balanced nutrition today, but did they get enough sugar that they don't have a problem with sugar down the road? Like, are you eating enough Doritos? Do you not eat enough Doritos? Like, I don't fucking know. Like, it's so exhausting. And I'm just like that part of making decisions. I'm over it. I mean, I had this conversation with my husband last night and he was like, but think about that at every single meal, every meal, you have to think about one person, if she's going to get a rash, one person, if her Mm belly is going to ache, you and your husband like and i'm sorry but dinner time sometimes wants to be i want it to be pleasurable for me yes that shouldn't be self-care that should just be something that you are allowed (laughs) to have a food that you like and that you enjoy and then it makes you feel good yeah and so you're hitting you know in the things that you when you are the cook right and you like i want this flavor profile i want right uh, i'm gonna give the example of curry or you know or like a delicious ramen bowl like Uh those things were bringing you joy and but like when the rest of your family doesn't fucking eat it, you're like, this is the one thing that's bringing me joy right now. Right. And you assholes. Yeah. Because I do love to cook like that for mm-hmm. me. Like I do get a lot of like therapy time. I'm like, oh, OK, I, I love a finished product. Like <laughs> sometimes it doesn't turn out great. And I get that, too. But it's, you know, it's so exhausting. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I mean, for us, Taco Tuesday, I won't ever take that off the menu. I'm so fucking over tacos right now in my house. But like, it's the same exact tacos that you've been sa- serving for about what, six years? Feels like it. Seven? Yeah. But it's the one meal that my kids can't wait for. Like, they cannot wait for tacos because it's their favorite thing. And I'm like, I don't want to take that away from them. So I have to get creative. I'm like, I'll make enchilada soup or, you know, my, I might make something different from my husband. But. <sighs> And can I also go back to the point, and it, this is not meant to just like yeah. downgrade a lot of people's struggles, or and I know there's immense struggles out there, but it's even like the process of getting the food, making sure, and that process alone, that is, it's so time consuming. I just want to point that out, is just feeding your children during the pandemic was very tricky. Yeah, because it was always, it never yeah, stopped. It like, didn't. Oh my gosh. And our... Friend of the show, Catherine Zavodny. She is an amazing dietitian, uh, lives in Utah. She just started a podcast called The Feeding Humans Podcast. And her most recent episode is about feeding fatigue. It is on my playlist. Like after we record this podcast, um, press and play on her mm-hmm. podcast because I'm like, yes. Me too. I just need, when I need, to, I, I know that I'm not alone in that. And we, what we love about the CZL community is like, you guys are so great about being like, oh yes, me too. And you know, we have such a great community of fellowship <laughs> with that. Great work. And mm-hmm. I, I love that there's someone who's like, I'm going to use my expertise and I'm going to share how, how mm-hmm. validate your feelings. And I, girl, I get you. And how can I help going mm-hmm. forward? And I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So but even if you, you you know you don't have children just these these decisions and these this fatigue of constantly wondering if you're doing it right mm-hmm. 
this lives in a woman's brain. We're this is I think it's what's innate in us. Like, yeah. Are we getting am I, the right amount of nutrition? Are we getting enough sleep? You know, am I taking care of myself? You know, on the outside and on the inside. Oh my gosh. Also, like the beauty aspect. Like, mm-hmm. am I, I got to take care of my hair. I got you know. Th- yeah. Can we? I mean, there's so many different. Uh, you know, and you can pick and choose which one's most important sure, to you for sure. sure. Yeah. But there's just so many levels that you have to think about when you're a woman. It, yeah. I mean, even like, are, are my kids spending too much time on a screen? Am I spending too much time on a screen? Is it time yes. for me to step back? <laughs> so, yeah. The answer to all of this is yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. Um, so it's like, okay, but again, falling back into that, what's convenient? Like everybody's happy when they do it. Nobody's bitching when they do it. It's like, okay, great. But it, all of those things come at a cost and I don't, I I don't know what my tab is right now, but I don't want to fucking look at it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, right. when I get that, when I get that bill, am I going to have enough of my emotional reserve to pay that <laughs> off? Like, I don't know. I and, don't know. And a big thing with me too is that, um, that this, it's been very normalized to be like, hey, you're taking a shower and that's like the, that's your self care. You're going to the right. bathroom by yourself. That's your self care. And <laughs> we joke about it and it's like, oh, look, yeah. I had a self care. And, or you sit down and have a meal and not interrupted or you, um, you know, just anything that is a daily chore about being a human. Right. It is, is normalized for a woman as self-care. Right. And that's what I'm like, can we not? A shower by myself shouldn't be self-care. Mm-hmm. It is a basic human right. Basic of human hygiene. Right. I just want to wash my vagina yeah. in peace. And health. And that's right. Overall health and well-being is taking a shower and bathing yourself. If you have to, I mean, the fact that we have become a society, it's like, oh my gosh, I had self-care. I had a shower that was alone. I mean, I'm in that, I'm in that boat. Like I am one of those that are sitting there. I'm like, oh my gosh, I had a shower that was uninterrupted. Right. I mean, I, I wish uh, that is moving forward. Women, we got to stand up for our showers. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or riding to Kroger or Target by yourself in peace. That is not self-care right you know it you we really need to take stock on what we want as self-care and yeah well, I'm and get which is like a, a basic right yeah basic right and then what you need it over and above yes to fill your bucket. like filling my bucket going to the bathroom by myself is not filling my bucket right having the door closed is not filling my bucket okay so, even with the door closed there's still a i know I'm like what <clears throat> can i help you you didn't need me 20 minutes ago i'm like i just like i don't i'm not in here long i'm not your father <laughs> I'm, I literally, I could be out in two minutes less than that. Less than. But usually it is way less. But I'm like, can you just give me a minute? I mean, can do you know I mean, how many times I, during the pandemic, would go to the bathroom and just fucking cry? Oh. I mean, just let one, just let it rip, but not from my ass. It was from my <laughs> eyeballs. <laughs> like, I just so tired. Yeah, maybe but both. I didn't want anybody to see it. Mm-hmm. But I also needed to have it. I was just like, I just need a fucking meltdown right now. And honestly, if let's normalize that. If yes. you see it, great. If you don't see it, that's my right. Yeah. Like my emotional, mm-hmm. my emotional time is my emotional time. Right. And if you want to go have that cry in the closet. Yeah. Also, that's not self-care. That is a <laughs> human right. Is, you're, yes. you're, you feeling emotions is a human right. Exactly. And that is something like we do a lot in our house. But during mm-hmm. the pandemic, like in the height of like, lockdown going quarantine like I I didn't want to share that with my kids because yeah. I honestly when they asked me if I was okay and I said no didn't want to be like totally agree with I you. didn't want them to take that on do you know what I mean like because they're very black ready. and white kids yes. are very black they're like what have I done it's, they're gonna associate what they've done and that's yes. not on them and I'm like it's not you it's not you it's me it's me yeah <laughs> exactly it's not you but it is you but it's me <laughs> right I'm like it I mean it literally is you not putting away your shit but hold on that's on me to like just give me a minute I just need a minute like and I, and I go through this very hard time with, these are my life decisions. Like I decided to have children. I, you know, and so sometimes I get very, I get very worked up. I'm like, should I even be complaining? Like, this is my life choice. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that my life choices ever saw this happening. No. And like, I couldn't, and like anything, you can't foresee this, but this is a, this was something big that I'm like, whoa, like yeah. no one was prepared for. No, so yeah. You, that was something that I've seen like, you know, well, these, you decided to have kids. Yeah. But I didn't yeah, know I, I was going to live through a pandemic. Right. Like, right. Society was kind of running like a, like a well machine. Kind of, kind of, no matter what decision you make in your, whether you have kids, you don't have kids. Y- y- like you decided to have kids doesn't mean that you don't get to bitch about it. Like you deciding not to have kids doesn't mean that you don't get to bitch about getting 
I don't know, whatever people don't have kids bitch about. Like you can bitch about whatever you want to bitch about. That's, Maybe your pet is stressing you out. Right. Maybe um, that you're, you wish you had it. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I, yeah, I don't know. What I, I really don't know what that life is like. I do. Once upon a time, I did. Once upon a time. Can you people know, tell us? I know. But maybe there's a lot of stresses. Yeah. You know, I think maybe so if you're single and you're wondering how you're going to just even basically live, maybe you're feeling very alone, maybe you're feeling very isolated. Absolutely. I think honestly, being a woman sometimes can be very isolating because we live on the woman island. We're like, yeah, because uh, we don't want to burden people. Yeah, that's true. We don't want our issues to be on anybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can handle it. Yeah. Because all tabs are always open. The Dewey Decimal drawer is pulled mm-hmm. all the all way, way out. Yep. Where it's like kind of teetering, like you think it might fall. I mean, you think about how many pieces of paper you put in there. Oh, it's great. It's like it, the limit does not exist. Mm-mm. It's amazing. You rubbed the golf pencil earlier. I was like, God, yes. I love Do you remember that? Oh, the little golf pencil with the little scrap sheet and notebook paper oh, or that little scrap it. and you'd write down like where it was and you'd go and find your book. Oh. Gen Z just does not know. No, they don't. And the smell of a library. I'm mm. only going to break down a couple of facts. For okay, you I'm sorry. Let me come out of my library real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I can still smell it What's though. going on a really nice <laughs> avenue there? It's bringing me some joy. Uh, we can talk about it later. Okay. Okay. Um, so as I was looking just before we popped on, um, NPR released a statistic that in September alone, September of 2020, mm-hmm. just that month alone, 865,000 women decided to leave the workforce. Wow. Now, maybe it was unemployment. Maybe it was stepping away. But that was a huge loss. What was that number? 865,000. Wow. Almost. I mean, like, if we're going to call it. I'm like, that's close that's, to a million. That's pretty close yeah. I, that it was a staggering uh, number um also what i thought was really interesting in february of 2020 pre-panty that's the not num- pre-panty february 2020 we're still in the pandemic it's 2021 right it was march, we're still in it it was march oh february okay oh. you're right i'm sorry we went march, march. you're right i'm sorry <laughs> um, i apologize the statistic put out then was the number of women in the workforce actually overtook the number of men in the workforce for a brief moment. It's like one of the only moments in time uh, besides times of war. Um, and also 36 to 40 percent at the time in February 2020, all, um, 40%, close to 40 percent of small businesses were owned by women, which I think that's amazing. Yeah. So keep going. Mm-hmm. You can still make it work. <laughs> we're trying. And I think that, the, that yeah. what pandemic is showing us is maybe Move, move toward your happiness if something's not working try to move in a different way i've yeah but i thought those were really inter- interesting t- statistics i agree there's um something that was the ladies that level up um posted in this was in january but the stat comes from december a hundred percent of jobs lost in december belong to women of color isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And it says all 156,000 jobs that were lost belong to women of color. 154,000 black women left the workforce in December, the largest one month, the largest one month drop in the labor force since March and April of 2020. Framing the narrative around women losing jobs simply isn't giving an accurate picture of what's happening in the U.S. We are creating inequality 20 years down the line that is even greater than we have today. Betsy Stevenson, a professor of economics and public policy at the University of Michigan, told the New York Times, this is how inequality begets inequality. It's interesting. Isn't that? So how we've made yeah. so many leaps forward and and especially black women have a lot bigger leap yes. to make and we're, we want to work towards a much better equality with that as well. But yeah. this is just going to push everyone down, which is which is I, I feel for that community because I, I don't want that to happen. I know. I agree. And I think I mean like the rise of people and companies wanting to hire more women and more women of color and more black women. Um, I mean, I'm, I'd be curious to see like what those stats are like as women are entering back into the workforce, like what the numbers look like mm-hmm. for black women and women of color. Um, and more women of color are uh, starting new businesses. They're, they, yes. It is on the rise. Yeah. We've actually, we've been highlighting black owned mm-hmm. businesses. Um, we did it through the month of, February, but we're also going to be highlighting every Monday a new black owned business and posting that on our stories. And we have a little highlight tab um, if you want to check them out. But we found some really cool, badass mm-hmm. things um, that these women and men have been coming up with. Um, but man, like really creative. Like one of the, my favorite things that we've seen so far is like self care in a box, but it's like you deliver plants to somebody. So instead of sending somebody flowers, um, but your gift set is like, 
like a plant starter kit, like how to be a good plant parent. I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. Which through the pandemic, we all figured out plants are really cool. Yes. So they are really cool. Plants had a gro- glow up. They did. <laughs> They're like, here. Yeah. Nurture this. Nurture this. Try not to kill me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, where, did, where do you want to be? Yeah, do you like this? I do not. I also thought it was very interesting because a statistic that if they're leaving the workforce, Mm -hmm. how much harder it is for women to enter back into the workforce. And right now they're thinking it's about three times. That's for a white woman. Yeah. Now, if you are a person of color, black, maybe even Hispanic, it's going to be even harder. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I I, Because it is. It's hard to... It does tend to fall on women to organize things when it comes to your children and it comes to your home. And I'm not trying to say that as like a stereotypical thing, but I think innately as females, we just are like the nurturers. Like we, we want to make sure everyone's taken care of. And that's, I think just genetically how we are predispositioned. Um, but that's, you need to make sure like your, your house is in order, your kids are doing well before you put yourself on that list. And I think a lot, that's why a lot of women have had to do it. And, now, and maybe it's because you can't afford to bring in childcare or maybe mm-hmm. you don't feel safe bringing someone into your house while you go and work. I get that. Like that's, I totally understand that that's, you know, a viable reason for someone to want to stay home and whether or not you have the means or not to do it. It's still something that crosses every woman's mind because it's a lot. When you have a full-time job, you're trying to do it at home. You're going through Zoom meetings. You're trying to make sure the cat doesn't jump off the chair. You're trying to make sure your kids don't, fall off a countertop you're like god damn it can it just something just be easy right now i think we're all looking for that like Mm -hmm. can we just have a moment of easy Mm -hmm. i totally agree with you and it just has everything has so many legs yes and it and the tabs are all open we're just really struggling to figure out okay there is no new normal it's just chaos yeah (laughs) all the time and another thing to point out is if you do have like an elderly parent Mm -hmm. or a maybe an in-law the women usually step up and become the caregivers. And with the pandemic, you safety or monetarily, you can't bring in caregivers. Right. And those people weren't working at that time. And even if you did, was it safe? So they had to step up in that role too. So it's multi-generational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I commend all the women that out there that are stepping up in that way or that you you have to because wow, what another burden. Yeah. Or not a burden. It's I shouldn't say that. It, it, another just layer of responsibility. Layer of responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And another group of parents that I want to talk to, especially moms of children that have special needs. Oh, yeah. Like they have been rocked to the core. I mean, when you have a child with special needs that thrives on consistent routines and then when that is no longer an option, I mean, you're looking for, like, it, it's hard enough to have a child with special needs, even when you do have a consistent routine. So right. taking away those, uh, you know, the ability, you know, for a child with special needs to have that consistency, what that does to the mental capacity and the mental, like, breakdown and decision fatigue and, uh, like, mental fatigue of a parent is, I mean... It's exhausting. I mean, mm-hmm. I know my best friend, Kristen, in D.C., like she's got a child with special needs and watching her go through this pandemic, she also owns her own business and it's thriving. It, her it's business thri- is really great. Yeah, but yeah, it, it but like all hit. of that comes from such a stressful place to mm-hmm. manage. And one of my employees has a daughter with special needs and watching her go through this and it's just like adding another layer of like, yeah, you know what the fuck to the to the list. It's like it's exhausting. So again, my and getting the care that they need in the proper way and safely. Yes, while they're trying to manage a household. And to your point too, Kristen mm-hmm. was in the service industry, and her um, husband is in the education yeah. field. So, you know, those are two very stressful fields to be in right now. Right. And they're, and they're just trying to hats off to them though. Yeah, they do the best they can, and I'm, I'm they can they continue yeah. to amaze both of us. Yeah. So. We're talking about mental health, right? Yes. <laughs> we are. I did want to like just, you know, some signs mm-hmm. that you're struggling. Yes. And you know, you don't have to have all of them. Now, as I read down this list, it's like, oh, I have all of these. <laughs> but, oh, boy. Oh I know. Boy. I was like, oh, all right. okay. But it just points out that, okay, you're not alone. This made me feel yeah. validated. Yes. Was, and I think that you shouldn't feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm broken. You should be yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Thank you. Of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're not alone. Okay, signs that you might be struggling. Persistent sadness, misuse of alcohol, dramatic changes in sleeping habit, Mm. decrease in energy, excess fear or worry, excessive fear or worry, I'm sorry, seeing or hearing things that are not there. I don't have that yet, but I'm like, do I? I do. (laughs) Maybe hearing. Is there a picture of me underneath this? Is it (laughs) Shannon Kessler? There's more. (laughs) 
the next one is gonna be funny huge mood swings oh jesus (laughs) mood swings um body aches which we Mm talked about the trauma lives in the body Mm -hmm. in a previous episode irritability oh boy um but above all um i do want to point out that suicidal thoughts is is also the groundbreaker one if you do have that please seek help and i'll provide a number in the show notes above all so i think that those yeah you don't have to have all you don't have to have one i think that it's just to point out that this is what women across the nation are going through absolutely they have been polled polled. (laughs) yes if you if you are having any of these feel free to slide into those dms my friends and Mm -hmm. and tell me all about it because we're here for you i promise like i got your back right (laughs) you are not alone uh yeah okay so i wrote down some ways that maybe we can combat okay some of this um we already broke down one of them stop normalizing basic human needs as Mm self-care um have a routine so i mean that can be something very small you know what i'll be honest with you we're on what march 8th just have March uh, one thing that you do this a routine. I, I think that that would be yeah. something that's like, I'm going to do the If it's, yes. I don't care what uh, it is. You know what mine is? Make my bed. Good I have made you. my bed every day in 2021, every single day. I can actually say that, well, if she doesn't get out of it. there <laughs> Even on that one Sunday that I stayed in it all day, I did make up Dan's side of the bed. Well, look at you. <laughs> I know. Growth. I love it. I think that's yeah. a great way to start. You can start small. It's it, it, it's that one thing that I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I made my bed. But it's it also because I don't want to break the streak. Like I'm competitive like that. I'm like, I'm not going down. March 6th isn't going to be the day that takes me down. I would not make my bed. I it's that it. one thing. But I'm like, I'm committed. I'm I, like, I, yes, I'm here for and it. And you feel so much better walking I back do. into your yeah. room. I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a clean countertop. Mm. like so my Same. island yeah everything around the island can be in total shit show mode but before i go to bed at night yeah. that one countertop is clean if, if nothing else i'm like well at least i did yeah. that. that there it is at least i did that yeah we hate at least but that's one thing that's good <laughs> um set boundaries we talk a lot about this yeah but i think boundaries help they I do know you do they do yeah i saw a quote once and i it will live rent free in my mind for the rest of my life boundaries are set in place so that i can love me and you at the same time oh isn't that great that's a really beautiful we should yeah. put that on a meme or something or on the, on the i'm pretty Instagram. sure yeah I'll, I'll, I'll try to find that yeah someplace. find that i love that by setting a boundary one of the boundaries i've set recently is being very honest with my time yes and like that to me has brought so much clarity up here to my mm-hmm. brain so i'm just really honest about what i'm able to do that is a boundary yeah like you know what? i can't do that Mm-hmm. because we're all pleasers. I'm sorry. Women are yeah. meant to be pleasers. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry for that. <laughs> I know. You don't be sorry. But we, it, it, right? Thank mm-hmm. you for pointing that You're out. You're welcome. Uh, this is a big, this one took a long time for me to get on board with, but I do. Turn off the news or set a news limit. Yes. This was pivotal for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's only 10 minutes. Yeah. And I, that's all I get. And if I didn't hear it in that 10 minutes, then I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. I like it. What do you think? No, oh, I love it. I mean, I, I have a really hard time watching news at night. Like Dan likes, like for mm-hmm. him, for whatever reason, that's comforting. And for me, it's a trigger. Like yeah. I literally can feel my heart race. Like mm-hmm. the, the heartbeat gets faster. Like I feel that like fire in my belly starting to like rise. And I'm like, this is not helpful for me to go to sleep. So if you want to watch the news, you can go in the living room. And he usually falls asleep on the couch and I get pissed off about that. Cause then you come in at one o'clock in the morning and I can hear you wrestle and get in the bed. So I'm like, we need to be better about this. And however quiet you think you are, you're not. You're not. And but the, it's is, me too. Like I'm a bull in a china yeah, shop. Oh, I'm the worst. <laughs> and he's, but he's also a dead sleeper. But the fact that he can still lay down and go to sleep, I'm like that. It takes me a long time. So if you disrupt that, then I'm going to be angry at you, and I don't want to be angry at you. So go to bed at 9:30 because that's really when you fall asleep anyway. <laughs> I like it. Stop being an elephant. Right. Um, this is really hard, but. I wrote it down, but I, I think that it puts an expectation that I don't really love. Set a t- set aside a time to care for your mind and body. Honestly, if it, I don't think you have to set aside a time. If you notice that you need it, take it. True, but I, I, I get the, if you, again, someone who likes structure, who likes that routine, like if I'm like, okay, I would like to you know move my body at 9 a.m., then I'm not going to put anything else on, like that 9 a.m. is like a doctor's appointment. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't put, you know, scheduling a podcast at 9 a.m. if I already had a meeting put there. So like making it a priority, mm-hmm. like I, I, I appreciate like the, that schedule like or that block out time. Okay. I think it's ideal. But if you think you need it. Yeah. If you think you need it and yeah. you, you've got the ability to take it, like 
Take when it. you feel like you need it, then do it. Yeah. And that could be just like taking stepping away from your computer and going outside and taking a deep breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Take a walk. Take out the trash. I don't know. I mean, just something that's taking a minute for Take yourself. Me. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I mean, carve out as many minutes as you need, but like mm-hmm. know that it's okay that you are you can block giving yourself time. permission to, to block out time. Yeah. So block it out and yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and make your health a priority. And I put that on here as a simple thing as do a check-in mm-hmm. physically and mentally. Yes. Like I ask myself really tricky questions a lot. Like I'm like, okay, how, how am I feeling? And maybe it just goes back to my therapy, yeah. <laughs> but it does help. Ask yourself really... Am I okay? Yeah. What would I like to see? Is this making me happy? Can I, you know, where where can I improve? Those will really give you clarity moving forward, especially during the pandemic. If you know, is is the is quitting your job or stepping away a good a good thing? Um, maybe you have to. I don't know. Or maybe taking on something new. It's a good barometer. Yeah. And then health, like overall health. Don't ignore it. I know it's really hard to get in doctor's offices and stuff like that. But if you think you're, you know, just make sure you're taking care yeah. of yourself. If something Women feels just kind of off, put that off. Exactly. If something feels off, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Pay and don't, attention like, to it. don't just move the post-it note over and then yeah. take care of the other people because your health is very important. Absolutely. And sometimes I think that we all just kind of like, I, oh, yeah. well, I'll be fine. I do a terrible job of that. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to the dentist in eight years. I have my dentist appointment next week. Uh, yeah, I need to make an appointment. Like, well, no, and I haven't gone since I think Luna was born. I'm not joking. Yeah, the last time I went was um, right after I gave birth to Eleanor. Well, and she's eight. Well, you take good care of your teeth. You I do. I do. But that doesn't mean like <laughs> no, you shouldn't do it. No, yeah, no. It, it, don't don't take my advice and not go to the dentist. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I need to take that advice and and do that and mm-hmm. just take. I mean, my kids have never missed a dentist appointment. But I know, like, right? I have. <laughs> my kids have never missed an eye doctor. I did go to the eye doctor recently. I had to make sure that my eyes were yeah. good. And, are you okay? Um, yeah. Okay. I had great vision. I'm like, oh, really? Because I feel it. they are having a little bit of trouble like adjusting to different lights, but that's always been a problem. Yeah. Like if mm-hmm. it, if I go from bright to dim, it's like I have to be like, oh, hold on. And it takes me a long time to assimilate. But the, yeah. Well, I think I've told you before, like we started taking up cross stitching in the house and like I'm at the point now I'm like I need to be right next to the light to see I'm like oh my god I'm turning into my parents <laughs> I, I, which again no hate no shade if you are but I'm like I need more light like I really want to get one of those little headlamp lights oh <laughs> like we have one great. do you yeah can I wear it yeah for my cross stitching <laughs> yeah. only if you take a selfie in for it. sure <laughs> I have no shame in that <laughs> um okay so I did want to give you a couple of resources oh yes please okay okay so with the pandemic, there has been such an amazing online community. I will say, um, if you have the option of find a therapist in your area, most times they'll be online, which is so great. Yes. And um, but there are apps or um, different services that are nationwide, like BetterHelp, Seven Cups Online Therapy, and Talkspace. I've heard a lot of this advertised. I have never used any of these services. I do have yeah. a therapist online, but this one's re- those seem to be highly regarded. Well, our good friend, um, Megan Bartley from the Louisville Mindfulness Center, they can oh, yeah. do telehealth as like, um, yeah, it's telehealth, right? Like tele- yeah. like virtual appointments. So that's, I mean, if you want to, she's a great resource to have. To she add to that she's going to be on the show soon. Yeah. Very, very soon. I also realized that um, now in the state of Kentucky, there is government assistance and free yes. mental health um, uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know which state you were in. You might want to look into that. I didn't look into all yeah. 50, but I'm sure, honestly, if yeah. Kentucky has it, I, you, you know, might I, have it. <laughs> I was talking to my insurance company when we first started doing therapy with my daughter and she, I mean, they were great. I mean, I don't think we paid anything out of pocket with it because it was, they're upping their coverage for um, oh. mental wellness during the pandemic. Mm. Um, and she was even like, do you need extra, like, do you want to put yourself on here too? And I was like, yes, yes, please. She's like, great. I mean, she was super helpful in making all that happen, but sometimes it's just worth a call to your, you know, if you do have insurance, um, have insurance. To, to chat with them because they are willing to help you with this. Even if you have government insurance, I think that they yeah, do provide is. services. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that just don't, they do. Yeah. yeah. Un- un- Look under the stones. Yeah. Yeah. Make a call. Because there's a lot of resources out there, which is so great. Yes. I, I love that it's, you don't feel like the same stigma that was like growing up. We had, you know, 
I always hated the term, but like a shrink. You're like, oh, you go to a shrink. It's oh, like, I know, right? No, I like even like Frazier. Like, yeah. Frazier mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're a shrink. And like, yeah, the what? stigma I don't that know, know what that, that is. Yeah, like a head shrink that. is what it was referred to, but I don't understand where that came from. I wonder about the lineage behind that, yeah. you know? I know. Every time I think of head shrink, I think of that part in Beetlejuice where his oh, head know. shrinks and the he's <laughs> waiting in line. I know exactly exactly the scene <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah. Love that scene. That freaked me out for so long. Fucking love that movie. <laughs> it was so it's just like such a weird movie. But but like great. Yeah. There's some we watched it last um Halloween and there's some very inappropriate parts in there that I was like, Oh, Okay, I don't remember Whoops. them as a kid, but like watching it now with my kids, I was like, okay, okay, all right. Well, you know what? We'll come back to that. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Well, this has been really great. Um, again, our hearts go out to you guys. And yeah. Celebrate yourselves this week or every day. I don't care. Every day. Every day. Yeah. You guys are amazing. I mean, just a bunch of badass women. We love having you in this community. We can't tell you enough how thankful we are to have you here, but we also can't tell you enough how much we are here for you. And we just, we are always going to be here supporting you on. So, and if no one's told you today, you're doing a great job. Yes, you are. So go get it. Yeah. Have a great day and we will see you next time. Yep. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.